Hi there, and welcome to Dr. Tammy Talks. I'm your host, Dr. Tammy Berry. I'm a stress resilience expert and life coach on a mission to help you transform stress, anxiety, and burnout into a powerful force for renewed energy, calm confidence, and joyful success in your life. Listen on to find out how. Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Dr. Tammy Talks. I'm Dr. Tammy, and this episode, oh my goodness, this episode right here is packed with so much goodness. We haven't even gotten started, and I'm already like totally thrilled for you that you're listening. I am because this episode of this free podcast is easily a masterclass worth thousands of dollars. I shit you not. Okay. So listen up, put everything else on pause, grab your pen and a piece of paper because this is a really powerful episode. Okay. You've got your pen. You've got your paper. You have your listening ears on. You have everything else timed out or just listen to this and know that you're going to save this episode and you're coming back because we're talking about thought work and thought work is also thought inquiry. The liberation that comes from this process is the way to transform stress. It has been a revolutionary process for me. I am so grateful for the work by Byron Katie. And this is where I started learning these skills and these practices. And then I started applying this to my own life. And I just was like, wow, the liberation, the freedom, the peace, the joy, the love, the happiness, unbridled happiness that becomes possible when you do this thought work is truly life-changing. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy we're talking about this today because so often when we have a stressful experience or we're experiencing stress, we don't think to challenge the thoughts that we're thinking at the time. We think our thoughts so repeatedly that they become beliefs. And really, that's all a belief is, is a thought that you keep thinking. They become tricky when our thoughts are so repetitive that they become beliefs because we don't even think to question them. And really, the only thoughts we need to really be diligent about questioning are the ones that are creating stress for us. Our stress response is the signal This intelligent little signal, I want you to think every time your stress response is activated, every time you feel disturbed, distressed, anxious, angry, frustrated, depleted, defeated, depressed, I want you to go, oh, this is when I'm supposed to do the thought work. This is when I do thought inquiry because I am believing a thought right now that has me feeling this way, or there is a thought pattern going on right now that's creating this emotion of stress or distress in the system that is me. And this is, I think, 
truly why we have these emotional signatures. They're signals that we want to start working with as intelligent feedback that's part of a system that is designed for us to flourish and thrive always. And so given that our emotions are simply signatures that feed back to us, a signal that's asking us to pay attention, I want you to start having this relationship with stress. I want it to start being something that you become incredibly curious about with such a kind, compassionate heart, not as a way to blame and shame yourself, because quite frankly, that shit is so old. Like I, I would like zero interest in generating any more self-inflicted shame or blame or seeing you do anything of that sort in your own life. Okay. We are done with that. This is truly a journey to truth and love. With that spirit, I want to introduce you to the four questions. And this work should be done pen to paper. The mind has a really interesting little trick. It's incredibly sophisticated at distorting, deleting, information, particularly when it's being investigated. When the mind knows it's the source of investigation, it starts backtracking, it starts distorting and deleting all kinds of relevant information that it wants you to start thinking isn't so relevant. So we want to be writing this stuff down. I want to start by just presenting the four questions and some other applications. And then I'm going to get real with you and share some real life examples from my life, from my work with my clients, so that you can see how this work is actually done and what it does when it is played with. So when we're experiencing something stressful or we're having a stressful interaction with somebody, we want to nail down the thought, right? He's an asshole. She's a bitch they're cheating me. They don't love me, right? Whatever it is, we want to pinpoint the source of this stressful emotion or feeling, okay? Then what's the thought that's beneath it and isolate it? And once you have that thought, you're going to write it down on your piece of paper. And that's the thought that we're going to inquire or work on. There's four questions that I want you to ask once you've isolated the thought. That is the stressful thought. The first question to ask is, is it true? And this is a yes or no question. So anything that includes anything but one syllable is not the answer. So sometimes we'll say no, but, and we insert our version of the story and no, yes or no. Is it true? Yes or no. The second question, if that answer is yes, the second question is, can you absolutely know that it's true? Like capital T true. Is it absolutely true? Yes or no? One word, one answer. The next question, number three, how do you react? What happens within you when you believe that thought? And I want you to write this down, right? So that's question number three. How do you react? What happens when you believe that thought? Get it on paper. Question number four, who would you be without that thought? So powerful. Get it on paper. Go back, envision yourself in that interaction that created all of this stress for you. If I didn't have that thought, who would I be? 
how would I show up? How would I react? So those are the four critical questions of doing thought work. And I like to ask myself some bonus questions when I'm done with that, just to be sure that I'm really doing the work in a way that that leads to liberation, because that's why we're doing any of this, right? We want freedom, baby. We're talking about liberation from the bondage of self, my friends. So the bonus question is, can you see a reason to drop that thought? After you've gone through these four questions, I am pretty certain that you will have come up with a reason to drop this thought. Between questions three and four, for sure you found a reason. The other bonus question is, can you find one stress-free reason to keep that thought, the original thought? Is there a stress-free reason to keep this thought? So good. And then I love exploring the turnarounds because this allows us to find the capital T truth and to see ourselves with so much compassion and love and warmth. I want to be sure that by the time you get to the turnaround, that you are steeped in so much curiosity and compassion that you don't have space for this to become a blame and shame game. Okay. So with the turnaround, it's about illuminating. It's about understanding thoughts, perception, projection of the mind. This is really about expanding our ability to understand our own minds. And, and truly, as you do this work and you practice this, you become, you, you become so aware of the fact that all of your stressful interactions with other people are 100% projections of your mind. And the benefit of this is that that's the place where you have 100% sovereignty. I cannot and you cannot go around controlling other people, changing other people. And what I love about this work is I get to anchor into the truth that the only place I have to change if I want to change, if I want more love, peace, success, health, happiness, love in my life, the only place that needs to change, the only place I need to act is within myself within my own thoughts, within my own mind, you know, resetting my own set points, rebalancing my own systems, training my brain for a new reality. This is terribly exciting news <laughs> that we have this power to do this. I want you to know this power is yours and I want you exercising this power in your life right now. So let's do it. Let's talk about the turnaround. There's three pieces to the turnaround. One is you turn it around to yourself. The next piece is you turn it around to another. And the third piece of the turnaround is you turn it around into the opposite. Three pieces to the turnaround. Turn it around to yourself. Turn it around to another. Turn it around to the opposite. Okay, because this can get really like difficult to see in real time. I want to take a really personal one with you. And I'm going to ask my husband for permission later. <laughs> because I'm going to talk about him. Um, so for many, many years before we were married, I had this running sort of constant argument with him. 
And it caused us to break up on several occasions. Um, It led me to breaking up with him. I had this belief that he doesn't love me enough or that he doesn't love me. Right. So this was a running theme. And I would continually sort of break up with him with this, obviously this interest or maybe not so obvious, but sadly obvious to me now in retrospect, this hope that that in this breakup where I'm sort of letting him know that he doesn't love me enough, that he's going to come back just flooding me with so much love and the flowers and the gifts and the accolades and the whatever else that I thought I was going to get that was going to then surely be the sign of love. Oh, to go back and see this part of myself and have so much love for her and compassion for her. Because what I'm going to share with you is so intimate and I'm being vulnerable here with you. And I can be because I've done the work to heal this part of me and love this part of me. But, oh my gosh, right? This part of me that felt so unloved. So is it true? And I had myself convinced that it was true, that this man did not love me enough, right? He does not love me enough. And then I asked myself the second question, is it absolutely true? Like, is it beyond opinion? Like it's truth, capital T truth. Is it absolutely true? that he doesn't love you. And I was able to go back and, and see that. And, 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 and I could say, well, no, right. I can't absolutely know that it's true that he doesn't love me. I just have my own evidence of it, but, but in the capital T truth, capital A, absolute capital T truth. Is it absolutely true? No. Okay. I've now I've opened the window, right? I've opened the window. I've opened the door to entertaining other perspective, possibility, insight, truth. Question number three, how do I react? What happens within me, to me, around me when I believe that thought? And I'm writing this stuff down, right? This was several years ago. I am writing this stuff down. How do I react? Oh my gosh, I am I am feeling threatened. I'm contracting. I feel tight in my chest. I feel withdrawn. I'm withdrawing. I feel angry feel protective, aggressive, defensive. I'm writing all of this down. How do I react? Angry, protective, defensive. What happens? I say things I don't mean. I say hurtful things. I walk away. I abandon him. So interesting. What happens when I believe that thought? I withdraw my love from him. Oh, it's so interesting. I think he doesn't love me. And so I stop loving him. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, so number four, I go to the place and I, and I ask myself, who would I be without that thought? There is so much liberation right there, my friends. Who would I be without that thought? If, if I'm having this interaction with him and I'm not thinking he doesn't love me enough, wow, I can, I can ask him questions about his thoughts and his actions. Who else would I be without that thought? I would be free. I would feel confident and certain, kind, content, fulfilled, happy, maybe even joyful. Wow. So much opens up. So now I have all these reasons to drop that thought. And I ask myself, can I think of one stress-free reason to keep that thought? He doesn't love me enough. This is the man who is now my husband right? And I still sometimes have to do this work. It just doesn't have to come up nearly as frequently. And because I'm familiar with the work, it's happening automatically. It happens 
in the recesses of my mind. And these stressful thoughts get dismantled before they ever come to my conscious awareness. This is the power of doing this work. You do this work enough and this work starts doing you. This work starts dismantling your stress before it even registers in your body. Do you know the kind of freedom that's available in this? Well, you do now. So worth the work. Freedom. And then I started doing the turnaround. Oh my gosh. If I don't tell you that this was so enlightening and illuminating. So you're going to do the four questions. You're going to ask yourself like, okay, have I found a reason to drop this thought? And then you're going to ask yourself, can I think of a one stress-free reason to keep this thought? Chances are it's going to become very obvious to you that you're ready to let this thought go. You're not forcing it out. You're not like struggling with it. It's just so obvious to you that this thought is not serving you. That's really the reality. Our thoughts are either serving us or they're not. And if you're interested in a healthy, happy, beautiful, joyfully successful life, you're going to have to get serious about entertaining the thoughts that serve you. It's that simple. The result, the payoff is magnificent in its magnitude. Okay. So now with a whole lot of humble pie and a whole lot of love and compassion in our hearts, we start to do the turnaround. So we turn it around right? The first turnaround is with yourself. So my thought is Todd doesn't love me enough or Todd doesn't love me. When I turn it around to myself, that would be, I don't love myself enough or I don't love myself. And with each of these turnarounds, you're going to look for three pieces of evidence that prove that that turnaround is true. So the brain is famous, like super famous at distorting and deleting information. And so by doing this practice, you intentionally poke holes, you, you expand the mind's filter to create distortions and delete and disrupt reality to fit its own story. So I'm intentionally finding three pieces of evidence that I don't love myself. I had more than three. Let's just (laughs) leave it at that. There's no shortage of evidence. Okay. Turn it around to another. I don't love Todd enough. I don't love Todd. Find three pieces of evidence that prove that statement could be true. Oh shit. I had more than three pieces of evidence that that was true. Damn. Mm, Happy I can see it now. Then the third one, turn it into its opposite. Todd does love me enough. Todd does love me and find three pieces of evidence that that is true. My friends, I had, I had way more than three pieces of evidence for that to be true. The benefit of this is to see where my thoughts took me and to see how malleable those thoughts can be and how, when I shift it to something else, I open up so much space. I opened up such a greater capacity for truth and love. I want to give you another example. I recently was working with a client who has had this pervasive thought of being cheated and it was showing up. And I've had the same thing in my own personal life. I'm being cheated. I'm being cheated by the medical establishment. I've been cheated by people, by things, by institutions, by organizations, right? I'm being cheated. And I'm working with this client and we're looking at this and it's, 
and it's showing up, right? It's showing up in this relationship. It's showing up in this relationship. It's showing up in this dynamic. And pretty soon it's all pervading. We started looking at these thoughts like, oh, wow. Okay. Now this is the benefit of working with someone one-on-one is you can start to see which thoughts are actually beliefs that need to be dismantled, right? Because we're believing them. We think that they're true until we can see them clearly. So we're, we're looking at this and like, is it true? I'm being cheated. Is it true? He was like, yes, it's true. Is it absolutely true? Like beyond perspective, beyond perception, like would everybody in the world, if everybody in the world was looking at this, would they say, yes, you're being cheated? And that answer was no. And so how do you react? What happens when you think that thought? Oh my gosh, I feel defensive. I feel territorial. I feel protective. I feel like I don't have enough. I feel like there's never going to be enough. I feel scared. I feel threatened. I react in, in really aggressive ways. I act out of character. I overreact. Oh, so good to see that. What a gift to be able to see this. This is what liberation is. Being able to see clearly what's really happening here. Who would you be without that thought? I'm being cheated. Whoa. The space that opened up, now there are so many possibilities of responding that come from a deeper intelligence, a deeper wisdom. It's transformative. And then can you see a reason to drop that thought? Yes. Can you think of one stress-free reason to keep that thought? Unlikely. (laughs) But uh, I might keep looking, right? Yeah, I totally get it. I've been there too. And so Their turnarounds are just equally as important, which is if I turn it around to myself is I'm cheating myself, turning it around to another, I'm cheating them. And this is, this is not enough to just say it. It's like, you've got to prove this to your brain. We've got to come up with three pieces of evidence for each one of these turnarounds. We want to find evidence for this other truth. And then the other turnaround is the opposite. I'm not being cheated. And find three pieces of evidence that support that. Through this thought work process, you will discover that you're the writer of the thoughts, that you're the creator of the beliefs. And you quickly realize we're all doing the best we can with what we've got. And that really, this is a journey to freedom for yourself. This is a journey for self-liberation. And so it's work worth doing. Whenever we experience a stressful feeling, anything, from mild discomfort to intense sorrow, rage, or despair, anytime we experience distress, we can be certain that there is a specific thought causing our reaction, whether or not we are conscious of it. And this work is a way for you to bring what's unconscious to the light of your conscious awareness. And in doing that, there is liberation. Sometimes it's spontaneous and sometimes we have to work for it. And this is the greatest work of our lives. It truly is. This is how we become masters of stress. And this is how we build true resilience is in our ability to inquire, to question our thoughts, our beliefs. And when we do this, we discover that all of the concepts and judgments that we believe or take for granted 
are actually distortions of things as they really are. When we believe our thoughts instead of what is really true for us, we experience the kinds of emotional distress that is asking us to pay attention to a new way to investigate the thoughts that are taking place. This becomes really important when we realize that whenever we're experiencing distress, we're contracting, we are wasting energy, precious energy that we want to use for creating the life that we want. And in doing this work, we want to investigate these thoughts at early and earlier time points, right? We do this work to liberate our st- ourselves, to liberate our own energy, so that instead of wasting our energy in stressful thoughts, emotions, reactions, we're harnessing that raw energy for the cultivation of a truly beautiful life. This is my wish for you. I'm so happy you're here. Share this episode. Share this. Use this. This is life-changing work right here. I'm so happy you're here. I want to hear from you. Let me know how you're going to apply it to your own life. I want to know what liberation was possible for you. This is where lives change, my friends. This is where your life changes. I'm so honored to be a part of it. Let me celebrate your wins with you because through celebration is true integration. So yes, life can be messy and yes, life is magnificent. And when we do this kind of work, we start cleaning up our mess and we are left with something that is so much more magnificent than we ever thought possible. I'm so happy you were here for this work that frees you in mind, body, and soul. Mm, From my heart to yours, I absolutely love you. And I am looking forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If what you heard here was helpful, do me a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts and give it a glowing five-star review. This allows more people to find the show and that truly helps create a better world for us all. Thanks again for being here and for being part of my community. I so appreciate you. I'm sending you all the love and all the power so you can live your best life yet. I'll connect with you again soon.